Get ready, Plano. It's time to get up and give. We had $400,000 in our first year. It has grown to $48.4 million from six in the morning until midnight. It's just mind boggling, really. North Texas Giving Day is just around the corner on September 19th. We go behind the scenes to meet the folks who make it happen and introduce you to some of our favorite nonprofits in Plano and Collin County. Next on Plano Podcast. Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm your host, Tammy Hooker. And I'm producer Mary Jacobs. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside of Plano and just outside of what you might expect. For many nonprofits, September 19th is like Christmas because it's the 11th annual North Texas Giving Day. You probably know how lots of nonprofits participate, but do you know who's behind it all? I'm Sarah Beeks Higdon. I currently serve as the Director of Charitable Giving, Collin County, for the Communities Foundation of Texas. Jerry Chambers. I'm a donor relations officer of Collin County for the Communities Foundation of Texas. And the idea behind North Texas Giving Day was really to elevate philanthropy to the public. So not only just your typical philanthropists that are very supportive of charitable efforts around the community, but allowed everyone to be able to participate at whatever level they could in their own household. The Communities Foundation of Texas organizes Giving Day, administers the website, and supports nonprofits as they enlist matching donors and make the most of the day. The foundation has expanded in recent years to cover Collin County. Well, as we all know, Collin County is growing at leaps and bounds. And with that, there is a growing need. The role of a community foundation is really being that convener, that hub, so that we have those dialogues and we are actually matching the donors in the community with our assistance to be able to provide those resources to those in need. So many of those in need are coming to the nonprofit agencies. So we're supporting the nonprofit agencies who are then giving those resources, dollars, assistance, food, shelter, etc., to those in the community that are in need. Another function that a community foundation can serve is that there are people who have a passion, but they don't know who to give it to. And so a Communities Foundation can be that resource and be that connector so that if someone is passionate about veterans, we can bring them together to our office, help them learn about the different veteran opportunities there are in the community, and then give them an informed they can make then an informed decision about how they would like to um, make their dollars more impactful. The Communities Foundation saw great participation from Collin County last year and is aiming even higher for 2019. For Collin County, we had 334 nonprofits that participated. We were able to raise $5.11 million, and we had 13,000 donors making over 1,000 gifts. 
This year, we are hoping to um, have an even bigger impact um, and would love to be able to reach toward a stretch of $10 million raised for Collin County. And amongst my peers and friends, we talk about September being a Christmas um, of sorts in that we can not just pick the one nonprofit that we've been giving to over years, but perhaps have a chance to learn about a new um, need or a new organization that we can give even if it's just $25, a chance to be able to um, get to know that nonprofit and to have a little uh, community's Christmas in September. In honor of North Texas Giving Day, we'd like to reintroduce some of the nonprofits we've featured on Plano Podcast and invite you to consider putting them on your list for a donation on September 19th. Let's start with one that's close to Mary's heart and mine, the Heritage Farmstead Museum. I am Kathy Wilson at the Heritage Farmstead Museum. I'm their Director of Development and Marketing. The Heritage Farmstead Museum is a four-acre site that is devoted to telling the story of our agricultural past. We're teaching our citizens all about their heritage. We're, we're promoting civic pride in where we've come from. We work really hard with our community to promote the heritage that is so important. This will be our 10th year working with this North Texas Giving Day. I think we started with raising close to $2,700 our first year, and now we're close to 20,000, which is awesome for us. We've become really good friends with the Communities Foundation, and we love partnering with them on this event. Give to the Heritage Farmstead Museum if you care about education, history, and heritage preservation. It's the best place to explore your historic past. It's such a thrill to be a part of the largest online giving day in the nation. If Kathy's voice sounds familiar, it's because we featured the Heritage Farmstead Museum in our 2018 Plano Farm Life episode, number 31. Give it another listen. If you're a fan of Plano history, you'll also love the Conservancy. Jeff Campbell, I'm the director of the Plano Conservancy for Historic Preservation. Our main thing is operating the Interurban Railway Museum downtown, and we do a lot of historic cemetery work in Plano. We met Jeff Campbell back in 2017 for our Halloween episode number 25, Plano's Family Plots. We learned that Plano has almost a dozen small pioneer cemeteries and the Conservancy helps keep those maintained with lots of volunteer help. On weekdays, the Conservancy's museum is busy with kids. Some 10,000 schoolchildren come through every year. There are two groups of people who love trains, and that's kids and what we call the rail fans, which are guys a little bit older than me who love trains. So what we've tried to do is make that not only history, but since it's electric railway, bring in the science component and make things more interactive. So kids are not only learning about history and transportation and the whole urbanization. I mean, it must have been incredible if you lived in Sherman that you could get on a trolley and go to Dallas and go Christmas shopping, you know. So they learn that, but they also learn about electricity and things like that. And how the train ran. So not only do the school tours crank up um, once the kids are in school, we have a new program we're partnering with Tracks for Kids, and they work with uh, kids who have autism. 
and they'll be in the museum when it's closed. And what they do is work with kids with autism and they build robots and trains out of Legos. And they'll be there two Fridays a month in the fall. And it's a real good program and it's the kind of stuff we want to make that museum available when it's not open to people who need a place to gather. The Conservancy doesn't have any special plans for North Texas Giving Day. They'll be busy as usual with visiting school children at the museum. But they say your donations will help them welcome even more kids. These kids go in the museum and their eyes just, you know, explode. It's a wow factor. They've never been to a museum. So that's a real important program to pay for those buses. And we'd like to expand that to other school districts. And I don't know what their bus prices are. The McKinney's, we looked at theirs one time and it was just astronomical. But we would really like the kids, and that includes like the Boys and Girls Club. We would really like to get kids who don't come to the museum to come. When you can find a way to make for me to make a positive impact on a child's life, you do it. And um, you wouldn't believe how many kids have never been to a museum. So, and then they find out it's a free museum and they, they'll bring their parents back and show them everything, all the interactive stuff. And then as far as our other thing, our cemetery work, we always need money for like, you know, if we've got to go fix something or clean something. So, That's preserving your history of your community. Are you enjoying this episode of Plano Podcast? If so, you can join our growing list of patrons. Visit planopodcast.com and click on the support tab for more information. We've done something special for this episode. Check out the Plano Podcast Extra Giving Bunch playlist available exclusively on our website and SoundCloud. It's the fastest way to the six episodes that feature our guests today. Now, back to the show. The folks from Grace to Change weighed in on one of our most listened to episodes. Number 16, the heroin shutdown, back in 2016. That episode detailed the excellent work of our local law enforcement in shutting down a heroin operation. But unfortunately, there's still much work to do. I am Shannon White. I am the executive director of Grace to Change in McKinney. We are an outpatient substance abuse treatment center, and we are a nonprofit. Unfortunately, there is still heroin, a lot of it. Um, And I just read in the paper that the sheriff's office, actually two sheriffs, actually rescued a woman in Blue Ridge who was passed out, not breathing, and they administered Narcan and revived her. So it was, I was thrilled to know that we have that on our police cars and they know how to utilize it. So methamphetamine, unfortunately, is still pretty rampant because it's inexpensive. And the problems with that is it does lead to such a terrible psychosis. Our kids are doing the dab pens. That is the big thing, the marijuana that's now like a jewel pen. We have a number of kids in our program now took a, took the pit, the dab pen to school and got caught. So, and we have a few 17-year-olds, so that's felony that stays on your record for the rest of your life. Not to mention it's 100 to 150 times as potent as regular marijuana. So, we actually had a girl selling them for $10 a hit in the bathroom. <laughs> um, she got caught. But 
She was making a lot of money doing that because it's unfortunately it's just rampant in the schools. Alcohol for our adults is still a big problem. Alcohol and DWIs. And, you know, we're finding that people aren't getting DWIs just barely over the limit. You know, blood alcohol is 0.3, 0.35. So these are incredibly sick people. We've been blessed that we have attorneys now that we work with who understand immediately when they get the charge, let's get them in treatment. Let's start helping them right then and not wait till they go to court or they're sentenced or whatever. So that's been a true gift for us because we really can help people get on the right track, which then keeps them potentially out of jail and the option of probation becomes easier for the district attorneys to grant because they're actually doing better. We serve the most underserved population in Collin County, the high-risk, high-need, who don't have money for treatment, and treatment and drug addiction is their root cause for their legal trouble. So without us, we would be sending a lot more people to jail and paying $70 a day for them to be in jail. We would really like to see some of the cities put some money into substance abuse treatment because they are, that's where people go back to, that's where they create the problems. And so we would love some of the cities to start having some buy-in with helping this because it does improve the well-being of their entire community. You know, our motto is change a life, change your community. And we feel really strongly about that. When you, when you help one person, you actually save a whole lot more. That's Grace to Change, and they'd love to be on your list for North Texas Giving Day, too. We first met Michael Thomas, Executive Director of My Possibilities, back in 2016 in our episode number seven, when we looked at the question of whether Plano is a city or a suburb. Lots of big things have happened with My Possibilities since then. Uh, A lot has happened since July of 2016. Um, We've moved. We have nearly doubled in size. Um, we hadn't even publicly launched our capital campaign yet. So in July of 2016, we were still privately raising funds. Uh, we would have been somewhere around 4 or $5 million raised towards a $25 million campaign. And today we are at $23 million of $25 million raised. So we're, uh, a lot of great things have happened uh, very quickly. My Possibilities provides adults with Down syndrome, autism, and other cognitive disabilities the chance to continue their education. You know, it makes the campus unique for My Possibilities is we are taking what is a very commonly accepted concept of higher education and applying it to a very different student population. So uh, I would say that from a building perspective, it actually feels quite like a higher education building. You see classrooms, you see uh, meeting rooms, cafeteria, all that's there. Um, what's truly unique, though, is that the education model behind the scenes, what goes into teaching a population of adults with special needs, how to engage with the community or how to get a job or how to live independently. Um, that's what makes it, that's what's, that's what's unique. That's what's challenging for us. Yeah. Yeah, and about a year and a half ago, we purchased just under 180 acres of land out in Garland. Um, it's a beautiful piece of property. It's a former country club, and it is adjacent to Lake Ray Hubbard. So it's a it's just absolutely beautiful. And the idea there is to design uh, an inclusive residential community, one where people with disabilities can be embraced. Uh, again, a, uni- a universally designed residential community. So not only the homes. But the walking spaces, the park trails, the amenities will all be designed um, to support people with disabilities. 
And uh, it exists to support them, but also for anybody to live there. So parents that have an adult child with disabilities or a sibling or somebody who works in the space, somebody who's aging and wants community support, um, or just anybody that thinks the concept of, of being in a community like that is a great idea, anyone can live there. And that kind of intentional design um, with a purpose of supporting the disabilities world hasn't been done yet on a, to scale. And uh, we're, looking at, we're looking at launching and building 300 homes over the course of the next two to three years. And it's, uh, it's an exciting project. And it's going to be more, more information will be out probably by the year end, maybe beginning of 2020. There are 13 to 14 million Americans that have an IQ below 75 that cannot live independently, work independently, uh, and socialize in the community without support. And we've kind of gone all the way through 2019 accepting that that's okay and that families are just supposed to take care of them and they'll figure it out. When we asked Michael what he'd like to accomplish this year on North Texas Giving Day, he said he'd like to raise $160,000 and come home alive. Well, my personal goal is to make it through the day and, and without injury. That's, that's going to be my goal. We said if we raised above $150,000 that Charmaine and I would jump out of a plane. And we did that. And then three years prior, uh, I think the goal was $100,000. And we said if we, if we raise $100,000, then we'll get a tattoo. Um, and we did that. So I'm a little scared uh, of what sort of bet we're going to have or, you know, sort of thing we're going to have to give up this year. I think this will be our ninth year participating, eighth or ninth year participating in North Texas Giving Day. Um, so it means we're kind of veterans and we, we, know, the, we know the process, um, but it also means we're, we're running out of creative, unique ideas and things to do to keep people engaged because, because for us it's about our community participating with us and raising funds, like actively engaged in whatever it is that we're doing. So... Um, this year, what I can tell you is that we are releasing a movie that we have filmed. Uh, it's not a full length or anything. I think it's going to end up being probably about a 15, 15 minute movie. I can't tell you anything else because I'd be giving away secrets and, and, and all, the, all, the fun, all the fun stuff that we're doing. But um, there have been rumors of additional fish slaps. Um, I don't think we could have a My Possibilities Giving Day without somebody's head being shaved or dyed green. We met the folks at Hope's Door in early 2018 in our episode number 28, Domestic Violence. They're gearing up for North Texas Giving Day, as well as two other major fundraisers in September. Beth Robinson, I'm the Director of Development for Hope's Door New Beginning Center. I'm Curtis Howard, I'm the Administrative Services Manager for the Plano Police Department and the President of the Board for the Hope's Door New Beginning Center. September 19th for North Texas Giving Day falls right in the middle of a very busy month for us. We have our Tapestry of Hope Fashion Show and Luncheon on September the 6th and we have the Strides Against Violence 5K on September the 28th. Well, one of the things that, that is a huge problem in North Texas is domestic abuse. And so from a, uh, from a societal perspective, what we're looking at is we're looking at trying to deal with those issues that come from those sorts of toxic relationships. And from a law enforcement perspective, you have a much more uh, you have a much greater chance of getting murdered by a, a domestic partner than you do from any other way of, of, uh, of getting murdered. And so what we're trying to do is 
by dealing with the domestic issues is hopefully uh, curb our homicide rates and uh, reduce our calls for service on domestic cases. And we work very closely with all of the police departments in the county. It's one of the most dangerous calls a police officer can go on is a domestic call. So we're, we're working closely with them in every department. Unfortunately, we have almost 100% occupancy at both of our shelters all the time. Um, clearly, there's a need, even in Collin County, for someone as a last resort not having a safe place to be. We are that safe place. Domestic abuse is one of the unspoken problems that we have in Collin County, in Plano, in Allen, in McKinney, in Frisco, in all of our communities. And it matters because what this does is this provides those victims of domestic abuse some place to go and hopefully start healing, not only for themselves, but also for their families. We'll close with one more nonprofit, and it's a fun one. Another personal favorite of mine, Top Achievers Foundation. We met founder Lawrence Mann and his sons back in 2016 for episode number nine, Top Achievers. My name is Lawrence D. Mann, and uh, the organization that I work with and represent is Top Achievers Foundation. And Top Achievers is a resource hub for children in the DFW area to help find their passions in life. And we use the AED to help find those passions. Assessment, exposure, and direction. We assess their talents. Once we identify their talents, E, we give them some exposure in that talent by getting them connected with our community partners. And D, we hope they'll find a direction where to go. This is not just a sports program. We use sports as a carrot because we know that every kid wants to be involved with something, whether it's soccer, baseball, basketball, tennis, whatever sport they feel that that's their passion and they have an inspiring uh, goal to be the best they can be. We use this as a vehicle to help a kid um, connect with us because when we have them on the basketball court, we have their full undivided attention. Now, the great thing about Top Achievers in our community service projects and our leadership programs that we have, um, a lot of kids are saying, well, I'm not that good in sports. What else do I fit in? Well, you may be good in public speaking. You may be good in computer science. You may be good in um, cooking, baking, and so we try to help that kid find that talent early on in life and get them connected with our community partners. And nine times out of 10, our community partners say, hey, if this kid is interested in sewing, we have a shop that we can teach them how to make clothes and how to put their own fashion shows together. If a kid says, um, I wanna be the best baker, we have our community partners would do our internship with the kid and help them uh, understand the skill level behind baking and selling the product. So it's not just about the sports. I love the fact that we give kids global connections. Global connections. And when I say global connection, not just locally. We took a group of kids over to Trinidad, Tobago this summer, South America. 
they met students from all over the world. And that's something you just can't teach in a classroom. So global connections from the academic standpoint, from networking, um, I'm just happy to, to be a part of that, connecting. This year, the Top Achievers Foundation is doing something a little fishy to raise money on North Texas Giving Day. In addition to giving online, you can enjoy a meal out and help the cause. This year, um, we're going to do something different. We we're, we're actually uh, will be at the Fish Shack location in Richardson because a, they have two fish shacks, one in Plano and about five miles down the street in Richardson off of Plano uh, Road in Campbell, I believe it is. Uh, they're going to allow us um, to, to work a booth in their restaurant. They're going to donate 15 to 20% of the proceeds of folks that come in and buy that day for um, the Texas Day of Giving. They're going to donate those portions to top achievers. For the North Texas Day of Giving, um, our goal is $10,000. $10,000, we can help um, about 50 kids that need some support in our school district. Other than North Texas Day of Giving, our biggest fundraiser is the Top Achievers Gala. And this year it would be on Father's Day, June 21st. And so if you want to have a nice steak dinner for your father or your husband, you can come and celebrate. So we'll be at the uh, Marriott Shop at Legacies. June 21st, Sunday evening from 5 to 8.30. We hope to see you there. If you don't recognize Lawrence's voice, by the way, you might recognize his face from a bag of Lay's potato chips as part of a marketing promotion featuring community leaders. Still pinching my, myself, figuring out how did this all happen. But one of my students, former students, worked for a major company, Frito-Lay and he's working in the marketing department. And he says, Coach, our staff are searching for community leaders across the globe that inspire people and make them smile. And this year, we want to go to the streets and find out who they are. They said, this year, we want to go not just to the celebrities to make them smile, we want to go to the common people. So he threw my name in the hat. And I think there's about 30 smilers that represent America. And the thing that I am still blown away is that 100 million bags of chips with our faces on it, <laughs> helping people smile across the globe is it's surreal. It's, uh, it's surreal to me. So that's a, um, you know, it's a humbling experience to see your face on so many bags of chips. So, yes. Lawrence is all that, and he's on a bag of chips. Before you go, mark your calendar for September 14th and September 19th for some fun events right here in Plano related to North Texas Giving Day. We have many events that are happening as part of the North Texas Giving Day. On September 14th, 
Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. There will be, um, thanks to our friends at the North Texas Performing Arts, they are leading an effort at Shops of Willow Bend. Our friends at Volunteer McKinney are going to have a picnic in the park on that same day, September the 14th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then on North Texas Giving Day itself, we'll have yoga at the farmstead for the Heritage Farmstead. So it is going to be lots of activities and a lot of energy around um, giving. The Communities Foundation of Texas website is cftexas.org. And for North Texas Giving Day, it's very simple. It's northtexasgivingday.org. Mary and I will be at the shops at Willow Bend on September 14th. And of course, we wouldn't miss goat yoga at the farmstead on September 19th. We will be holding Farmstead Yoga at the Heritage Farmstead Museum on North Texas Giving Day from 5.30 p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Farmstead Yoga is our way of getting our community involved with North Texas Giving Day. We will have all of our farm animals out in the North Meadow as Tony Ferris, a local yogi, if you will, will be teaching uh, yoga. And we'll be going from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock with actual yoga, but there's so much more going on at that event that I'd love to tell you about. We've got uh, close to 40 nonprofit booths that will be set up and talking about their organization and talking about how they are making a difference in our community. For us, it's all about a community awareness program, bringing all these organizations together on the farm kind of repeats our history, if you will. We, we know the farmer used to bring back the community when people were in need or had times in trouble. They would work together as a community to make other families stronger. So that's what we want to do. We want to present the farmstead as an opportunity to make these other nonprofits stronger. So we hope everybody will come out that day, do a little yoga, learn a little bit about these nonprofits. So come out and say hello to Plano Podcast at Willow Bend on the 14th and again at the Heritage Farmstead Museum on the 19th. And thank you, Plano, Collin County, and North Texas for your generosity in past years and for your generosity to come on September 19th. And thank you for listening to this episode of Plano Podcast. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast. Tales of Curiosity and Character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to support us on Patreon and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send your feedback, ideas, and comments our way. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.